Hello. Ahoy. Welcome to Bottom of the Stream. Hello. Hi. I already said that. You did. No, you didn't. You said ahoy. Oh, I know, but you said hello. I always say hello. Yeah. But it will confuse people. True. Say ahoy again. Ahoy. There we go. We'll start from there. How are you? Very good. Yeah? Yeah. All good? Good week? Yeah, not bad. Good. Glad I am. I was a bit, a couple of minutes late getting here than I planned to be because I got outside. I was about to open my car and I realised I didn't have my shorts on. <laughs> what? I, I just had jeans on. Oh. But I need to put my podcast shorts on. Why did you? I've not noticed you wear podcast shorts. Do you wear podcast shorts? I prefer to podcast in shorts. It feels more comfortable. I've never noticed that before. I'm going to keep my eye on that. <laughs> All winter you're going to be able to do that now. Probably. I'm going to make you. I'm make sure you do. I'm not going to record like, with you unless you've got shorts on. It's like kit, isn't it? What is? Well, I mean, sure, it's like your, your podcast kit. Oh, I thought you meant kit as in Night Rider. <laughs> well, this is a weird start. <laughs> but yeah, I can confirm Nick is wearing shorts. I've not got the heating on either, so apologies. That's fine. No, it's fine. I'm comfortable. Good. That's. I'm glad to hear it. I'm more at ease. Good. Okay. I'll just quickly run through the socials, shall I? Do it. Okay, so if you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at BOTS underscore podcast. Instagram is the same, at BOTS underscore podcast. Facebook.com slash bottom of the stream. Uh, the website is www.bottomofthestream.com, where you will find every episode we've done so far, and both season's stream tables. Like a pro, Adam. Thank you. Have you been watching anything good at the top of the stream? Um, I've seen a couple of things. Go on. So actually, just as I was coming out, yeah. uh, my wife and my eldest daughter were watching uh, The Book of Life. Oh, yeah. Which looked a lot of fun. So I might go back and check that out. It's like an, it's an animation. It's like a Day of the Dead right. type thing. But not the what, should, what was the Disney one that came out a couple of years ago? Um, oh, I can see it in my head, but I don't know what it's called. Everyone's shouting at us now. Yeah, they probably are. Remember. I don't know. Anyway, this again, this came out about the same time. All right. And um, again, it's it's yeah, a guy going into the underworld and the Day of the Dead in Mexico, hmm. but it's full of like pop songs. So it's all like mariachi versions of pop songs. Oh, I like might check that out myself. Mumford and Sons and things like that. Mm, I've always been quite interested in the Day of the Dead stuff. Since playing Grim Fandango on the PC many years oh, ago. Oh, yeah. Remember uh, that game? Yeah, it was, it was a great, great, great looking game, that was. It was beautiful day. for its day. They remastered it not long ago and it's not doesn't look as good now. Even right. remastered. And the control system was rank. It, I remember it being fiendishly difficult, wasn't it? It was fiendishly difficult. Did you finish it? No. It's like the hardest game ever made. I've been... I watched Fractured. Did you watch anything at the top of the stream? Yes, I watched Fractured, <laughs> which was one of the five horror films that Netflix released in October oh, yeah. that we talked about. I watched it with my parents, okay, randomly, because cool. I got invited around their house to watch a film. Right. Doesn't happen very often. Your choice. Yeah, it was my choice, because I was like, well, I was going to watch this film, so we watched it. And I tell you what, it's fucking brilliant. Oh, good. It's really good. Because you've been a bit disappointed by those... Yeah, In the Tall Grass wasn't as good as I was expecting. There was that other one I watched as well, the time travelly one. Yeah. That wasn't that great. I can't even remember what that was called. But yeah, Fractured was really good. I would highly recommend it. Coco is a Disney film. That is. You're right. Well done. Good memory. Back to Fractured. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it keeps you guessing all the way to the end. What's the premise? So a kid gets... They're on a a family on a road trip, a mum and dad and a daughter, and she breaks her arm in uh, some way. She falls off something. And they take her to a hospital, and the mum and the daughter go down for surgery, and then the hospital denies all knowledge of ever seeing them. Oh, wow. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. And it's his. It's all about him then trying to track them down inside this hospital. Cool. And it's whether it's all in his head or it's all the hospital playing games with him. Really good. Keeps you guessing all the way to the end. Like, like literally it. for the last five minutes. And even my mum enjoyed it. My mum hates every film she's ever seen. Like. She does not enjoy film. They did say, though, if I wasn't there, they would have turned it off after about 10 minutes. 
Well, they, they persevered with it, and, and they, they were both really they were it. rewarded. They were. So I've told them stop turning films off because they do it all the time. And some Saturday nights they'll sit and turn like four films off before they pick on one. They just sit for like ten minutes now, bored of this one, just cho- choose another one. I was like, your son hosts a podcast that stops you having to do that. I wouldn't wish some of these on them. <laughs> True. Um, I also have started Unfinished Daybreak. Oh yeah, How which was that uh, TV show we talked about like, a few weeks ago? Yep. It's really good. Good. Yeah, it's it starts off the first two or three episodes are really strong, and then it it does it changes its format a little bit after the third episode. Okay. Which lost me a little bit, and then they kind of bring it back towards the end. But it's really good, and Matthew Broderick's brilliant. He's usually pretty good value. Yeah, I watched all ten episodes this week. Excellent. So yeah, check d- that yeah, out. definitely will check that out. I have got um, one more that I've had recommended to me that I've need to, I've not yet had a chance to go and watch, which Perfect. is a documentary. All right. Uh, Game Changers. What's that? So it's about, basically it follows a group of athletes and uh, famous people, including Arnold Schwarzenegger and Jackie Chan. And it's the benefits of like a plant-based diet versus Ah, meat. meat. And 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 there's like NFL guys, UFC fighters, and they sort of compare like reaction times and performance. Oh, right. You know, depending on what diet. That's quite interesting, actually. Yeah, apparently it is very, very interesting. So I'm going to give yeah, I'll check, check that. Out. I'll check that out and report back. Yeah, please do. You know, we'll see if I fancy that after you've reported back. Uh, anything else? Any Netflix news? This has been a uh, a bit of news that came out yesterday. I think it was right. So the two chaps who have been showrunning Game of Thrones for yes. the past decade, yep. best part of a decade, who are called <laughs> they're called D and D. Yeah, they're David and. Somebody, I don't know what their names are. Vice and Beerhoff. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Go, I, go I, and check it out. I'm not forgiving them for the last season of Game of Thrones, so <laughs> fuck those guys. Yeah. So they were supposed to be writing and directing a trilogy of Star Wars films. Yeah. And they have pulled out. Good. Because <laughs> they can't, don't think they've got the time to do that work when they've just signed a. I think it's two hundred million dollar deal yeah, with Netflix. Crazy like that, yeah. To develop and write and produce a load of shows for Netflix. It'd be interesting to see what they can come up with. Just yeah. Whatever they do, they're going to have such a backlash from that last season of Game of Thrones. It'd be really interesting to see if they can get past that. Yeah, we'll it's a quite a big signing for Netflix. We'll, massive. We'll see what's up there. Sleep. That is massive. Yeah. Couldn't be much further away from the the bottom of the stream, though. <laughs> no, they'll probably head right to the top of the stream, but. We'll we'll mention them in this bit, yeah, probably exactly. when it comes out. Not many people have been able to t- turn Star Wars down. Put it that way. That's true. That's crazy that you can do that, isn't it? Yeah. I haven't really got any Netflix news. I've noticed that the BBFC have relaunched their ratings policy. They've rebranded the logos they use, like the twelve A and eighteen. Okay. And, and Netflix have decided they're going to use it, which they've never done before. All oh, right. So instead so, of just calling them mature or yeah because everything on netflix or... is all different the, the, some of some of them have got the american ratings yeah some of them have netflix's own some of them do use the british one so from now on everything on netflix is going to be rated against in british netflix obviously yeah makes sense yeah and i think they're the first big streaming company to roll it out I wonder what they'd rate the clapper probably an 18 let's not talk about the clapper again. <laughs> can we not talk about the clapper again <laughs> okay. i might try to mention it in every single episode of this series <laughs> Well, if it stays at the bottom, we might have to. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I haven't really got anything else. It's been a bit of a quiet week on the old Netflix front. They haven't removed any more films from the stream table, so that's nice. Good. <laughs> They've survived. They've survived we've, another week. They've survived another week. So do you want to just go straight into talking about this week's film? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it.
Okay, so what did we watch this week, Nick? We watched Hush. We did. Which is from 2016. Yeah, it's a 2016 film. It is a 15, uh, an hour and 22 minutes long, quite short. Probably one of the shortest films we've seen. Yeah, if you knock the credits off. Yeah, even shorter. You're talking 75 minutes, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon so. And currently rated at 6.6 on IMDb. That's pretty high for IMDb. pretty high. It's one of our highest ones. Stars Katie, Kate Seigel. Seagull? Katie Kate. Is that how you say it? I don't know. I just said Seagull. Okay, I'm going to say Seagull. Kate Seagull. No, not Seagull. Seagull. <laughs> like the bird? <laughs> no, not like the bird. <laughs> well, she's in it anyway. Uh, she plays Maddie. Yep. And you will know her from, if you're a Netflix fan, from The Haunting of Hill House, which was their big top of the stream TV show last year. Yep. Or last year or earlier this year? Earlier uh, this year. I right? think it was earlier this year. Yeah. Second series is... Yeah, it must be, because the second series is... Sort of early next year, I think. Yeah, I think it was early this year. Uh, She's also in Gerald's Game, which is a really, really good adaptation of a Stephen King story. Yes, we mentioned that in our bonus episode in season one. Yeah, we did. Was it the film that I recommended that you go and see? I think it was, Did you go and see it? Uh, Yes. (laughs) Genuinely? Not yet. Okay. Do that, because it is really good. No, I really want to. It is really good. Um, She's also, she has got a horror film pedigree. She was also in Ouija, Origin of Evil. Which is one of the Ouija films. Okay. I've not seen it. Don't know. But she's in that. She co-wrote this. She did. With her husband. Well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're, what you're trying to get from me. I was going to go with her husband, yeah. who is also the director of this film. Okay. And he was also the director of Gerald's Game. Ah, and, okay. And Ouija Origin of Evil. And his name is... Nepotism. <laughs> Absolutely. And his name is Mike Flanagan. Uh, he directed it. He wrote it with his wife, as we've just said. And he's quite a hot topic at the minute. Yes. Because he is about to direct, well, he has directed and it is about to be released, Doctor Sleep. We'll be out by the time this podcast comes out. As we are speaking, yeah, it it comes out in like a matter of hours. Like It really does, yeah. Like, it comes. I've got tickets to see it Four tomorrow. hours time, so this you is, could go and see it at the cinema. Yeah, this is Wednesday. Uh, I've got tickets to see it on Thursday. Yeah. I um, can't wait. So if you don't know, Doctor Sleep is also a Stephen King story, directed by Mike Flanagan, as I've just said, and it is the sequel to The Shining. Yeah. So we all know, if you've listened to our podcast on With Grief Burrito a couple of weeks ago, you'll know my thoughts on The Shining and your thoughts on The Shining. Yeah, go listen to Grief Burrito's, um, it was the second of their four October Yeah, they've done episodes. like a spooky spectacular, they've just finished it, and yeah, I think we were the second one. And we guested talking about The, the Shining. Shining. Yeah, so Doctor Sleep is the sequel to The Shining, and I am so excited. The book, though, is not great, so it's going to okay. be interesting. It's going to be interesting, because obviously, getting off topic completely already. But... That's fine. The book is obviously a sequel to the book, whereas the film has to be a sequel to the film, which are, as we know, very different to the yeah to each other. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see how they adapt it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm going tomorrow night. I can't wait. By this by this time this podcast comes out, I'll have seen it. Yeah, you've already told me what you think of it. I probably will, yeah. yeah. I'll probably mention it next week. <laughs> good, good. Um, yeah, and it also stars a guy called John Gallagher Jr., who plays The Man. Not credited. It doesn't have a name. Dick it to The Man. <laughs> maybe that happens maybe it doesn't we'll find out um you'll know him if you've seen 10 cloverfield lane and he was in that and he's also in the newsroom which was a fantastic hbo tv show a few years back oh with uh jeff daniels with jeff daniels he was one of the main guys in yeah. that so definitely that if you've not seen the newsroom check that out it's really that good was show. good so i kind of completely forgotten that it existed until yeah, it was... you just mentioned it <laughs> me too i read the first series is one of the best tv series of all time and then it falls off a cliff in the second series and never really got back yeah, and that's that's the cast and director and writer. Yeah. 
Stephen King instantly loves this film. Oh, does he? He does. He, he sent out a tweet a few years ago when it first came out, and he says that for him it's up there with Halloween. Really? Mm. Very strong praise from what we're used to dealing with. <laughs> Definitely. On this little podcast. So it makes you wonder if that's where the name came from to go into things like Gerald's Game and well, uh, I, Duck I, to Sleep. I, I think we know that Stephen King has a fair amount of say in yeah. who is involved with any adaptation of his work. So, yeah. I mean, I think you'd be quite safe to yeah. make that assumption that so maybe... he liked this and then Flanagan has sort of taken on Stephen had King's... an upward trajectory <laughs> Definitely. from there. So this film might be the reason that Gerald's Game and Doctor Sleep got made in the maybe maybe. That's very topical. I can't believe this it's random so, came out. the amount of random coincidences we have, and genuinely that it was random yeah, that okay. came out this week. Do you want to give a brief synopsis of the film? Sure. Have a drink. So, Hush is a, about a a lady who is basically on her own in a house. Yeah. Pursued by a man. The man. A man. A man. He's not the man. Well, he's credited as the man. He's not the only man. <laughs> no, he's not. There's another man in it. Well, yeah, well, I meant in the world, but... but anyway, and it's it's her trying to escape. Yes. A man. But there's a difference. Yeah. She has a gimmick. <laughs> she has a gimmick. I don't think you can call it a gimmick. I don't think that's politically correct. Okay, well, the film has a gimmick. <laughs> so our lead character, Maddie, yeah. is deaf and mute. Yes. She lives on her own in the woods, and she is a deaf mute. This film starts, you're talking about gimmicks. Yeah. This sort of lays it out straight away, doesn't it? Yeah. So as the film opens up, Maddie's in the kitchen cooking dinner. Yeah. Putting some meat on the frying pan and the sound's popping, isn't it? Yeah. Sizzling, water. Cooking sounds. Yeah, water coming out of the taps and all this sort of stuff. And then the sound suddenly goes. Yeah. And we're from her point of view. Yeah, occasionally you'll hear from her point of view. Everything silent. exactly the same still happening in front yeah. of you. And the sound's completely gone. So they've sort of created that sort of jarring juxtaposition straight, straight away. Straight away. Juxtaposition. That's a great word. Thanks. That's all right. <laughs> Um, yeah, so she's cooking. She's using a Mac as like a recipe book. Yeah. She's got like a, what do they call a laptop Mac? A MacBook. She's got a MacBook. And she's using that as to get the recipe. And she's also getting messages from her That's friend. what Scottish people read. <laughs> wow. Killed me. That's very funny. Thanks. I'll give you that. Um, yeah, and so she's getting messages also at the same time from her next door neighbour, who is called Sarah. Yeah, I feel we have to put out that neighbour is a relative term. Yes. <laughs> in that they are in the middle of the woods. Yeah. And the neighbour is some distance away, I feel. Not too far, though, because no. she, she was there quite quickly after the messages. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. It's, it's not you sort of hop over the fence. How no, you doing, neighbour? it's not like the, you can't see her house from Maddie's no. house. So she says, I'm going to come over. Is that okay? And Maddie's just like, yeah, I'm cooking. Just come over, no problem. But she does. So this is where we get introduced to Sarah, who is the neighbour. And she's borrowed a book from Maddie because Maddie is an authorist. Yes. Author? Yeah. What's politically correct these days? Author. Author. Okay, Maddie is an author. And she has lent one of her books to Sarah to read and she's bringing it back. That's the reason for her coming home. Yeah, and um, Sarah loved it. Yeah, she, she thought did. it was really she good. Said it, she and I think. Keeps the praises on. On, on the side, uh, Maddie is also kind of teaching Sarah sign language. Yeah, yeah, because obviously it's deaf and mute. She needs to, they need to be able to <laughs> communicate with each other. She does lip read. Yeah. But she'll say, yeah, Sarah's teaching science. But she's teaching the words like bitch and things like that. It's not like normal, what you learn in a class. And so they're sitting out on the deck and they're having a bit of a, I want to say conversation, but one of them's not talking. Still a conversation. There's still a conversation. Um, And all of a sudden the fire alarm starts going off in the house. What a fire alarm. Wow. <laughs> so what a fire alarm. It is a full-on like blue light 
Yeah, flashing lights. Because Ro- she can sort of so she can rotating uh, bulb, yeah. isn't it? Like, yeah. like, like almost a fire like, station. Yeah, almost like the um, you know when an undercover cop yeah puts the old <laughs> puts the light on top of the uh, yeah. police car. It's like that, and it's so loud. Yeah. Because obviously she explains after they've got it turned off that she needs it to be loud so she can feel the vibrations in the air. Yeah. Obviously, to that the vibrations will wake her up. And the light, obviously, flashing like crazy will wake her up. Um, but she's burnt the dinner. No. She's burnt the dinner. I know. Shocking. So they sort that out and Sarah leaves and Maddie settles in for a night in on her own. Yeah. And, and so just as Sarah's leaving, you get a, I like this bit. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this before. You know what we've moaned in previous films a lot where we've just got a character who just turns up so another character can just spout a load of exposition. Yeah. This is why we're here. This is basically the plot of the film. Yeah. So as Sarah hands the book back to Maddie... I thought you were going to say it was really good. The um, camera focuses on the back of the book and you can basically read the blurb. Yeah. And it says... Ma- the author's description. Yeah, the author's yeah bio. about the author. Yeah, and um, it's Maddie, whatever her name is. Yeah, um, at the age of thirteen, contracted bacterial meningitis. Yes, and she she's now mute because of complications with that. She yeah. lost her voice on her hearing. I, was, I thought that was neat. I did. I really enjoyed that. I've written that down as well, and I really enjoyed that. I thought it was a really nice way because it's there's no dialogue in this film at all, and so it's a really nice way to get over the character, and because yeah. you obviously need a different way to do it. I think there's something like 15 minutes of dialogue in the whole film. Really? Yeah. Okay. And um, obviously none of that's from Maddie, but it is from like various other characters yeah. that we meet. There's only like, what, five people in this film? Um, I think four or five, yeah. I think there's four you meet and five, there's one over video call. Yes, there so is. Yes, yeah, so it would I think be five. five. Yeah. And so obviously they have to do all the explain. And she's basically settled in for a night in on her own and she's trying to, she's writing her next novel. So, yeah, she is, she's written a novel. She's trying to come up with the end. Yeah. But she's and written about seven or eight different endings she's still, for. So she's got seven endings. Seven. And they're all in a different word uh, document. Yeah. Whatever the macro of word is. <laughs> and uh, she can't decide which which one. Yeah. So she's reading them all through, making lists of which one's the best, which one's the worst. She just can't pick it. Yeah. She just doesn't know how to end this novel. And I like this straight away because I had a feeling this was foreshadowing. Yeah. What would happen later in the film. Yeah. In that there was several different, several different endings. Possibilities this was going to go. And I quite like that. Yeah, I really like that bit as well. It was it was clever. And there's a lot of little clever scenes like that in this one. And we will come across a few more because at the same time as doing this, she's message, or she has a message from a, a man yeah. who we find later out is an ex-boyfriend. Craig. 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 Greg? Craig. What are you saying? Craig. I'm English. I'm saying Craig. It's Craig. It is, yeah. it is Craig. She gets a message saying, thinking of you. So she goes to video call him and then hangs up quite yeah. quickly. And then she does the same again. So she video, she basically prank calls him twice. And I like that as well because that was setting up her, she's a bit of backstory there as well. She was like, she, she didn't want to speak to this guy, but she was also, there's a part of her that did. Yeah. And it was also the reason why she moved her phone away from her because exactly. he called her back. Yeah. He called her back and she freaked out. Yeah. So she left the she left the phone on the kitchen side. Yeah, and went and, and went sat to, back on the sofa. Yeah, she cleaned the kitchen up a bit, yeah. bit, didn't she? And then sat back down on the sofa. It's during the cleaning of the kitchen where some shit starts to go down. Because this bit, I thought this bit fantastic. Yeah, it was great. It was one of the greatest scenes. It was really good. It was really good. So Maddie's in the kitchen cleaning yeah. up. There's a glass doing, doing a washing up and stuff. Yeah, there's a glass patio door behind her that leads out into the decking and all of a sudden a bloody sarah smashes up against the door yeah so she's kind of running pounding on the door but obviously maddie can't hear her and there's blood all streaking down the door and all this it's crazy and maddie's just in the kitchen 
but you're seeing it kind of over Sarah's shoulder. Correct, yeah. And Maddie's just in the kitchen just cleaning up and she's completely unaware that her friend's like begging for help outside. And then suddenly a crossbow bolt goes into the back of her. Yeah. And you're thinking, what the hell's going on? This is crazy. And then this masked man appears and stabs the shit out of her. Yeah. Again. And again, the sound design on this. Yeah. Those sounds when he's stabbing her. Horrible. It's properly (laughs) squelchy. Yeah. Like, like it's not a... Yeah, it's it's very visceral. Yeah, it is. Obviously by design. Yeah. Um, And... The way sound is used that, in this film is really clever. Yeah, it is. All the way through. And that that really stuck that stuck out. Yeah, I agree. And all the while this is happening, that is still they're still up against this glass door. And Maddie's just oblivious in the yeah. background. She's just cleaning the kitchen and she does not see any of this going on. And then then oh, Sarah obviously dies. But this is the end of Sarah already. And the man just drags her away. And then he kind of heads back to the door because he taps on the door with the knife, doesn't he? Yep. And he's like he, can't he, really... he taps on it with his, the end of his finger first. Yeah, okay. Then the knife. And then he, he pounds it with yeah, his fist. and he can't understand why she's not answering him, but yeah. obviously then he twigs. And yeah, as you say, <laughs> he drags, drags the body away. And uh, the man is wearing a bit of a creepy mask. A bit of a creepy mask? It was a well creepy mask. How would you describe it? It's like a bit Michael Myers. Yeah, it's like a cross between Michael Myers and... But a, ha- a... happy Michael? <laughs> yeah, it's like a smiley white face, isn't yeah. it? It's horrible. It's really creepy. Um, but yeah, I loved that scene. I thought that was really good. A really clever scene. Really well done. Just after all that's finished, Craig calls her back again. But she ignores it again. Leaves her phone on the side. And goes back to her computer. She's completely unaware that what's just happened outside. Yep. She's gone back to her computer, sitting down. And you see the man at the door to the lounge now. Yeah, so we're... So our, the camera is... We're sort of the back of the laptop facing yeah. Maddie. And you can see over her shoulder. Yeah. The man. The man. We're going to call him the man because that's what he's credited as. Is the other side of the patio door. Yeah. Which he slides open. Yeah. And steps inside the house. See, this is the only bit I didn't really get at this point. Because if she's in tune with the vibrations of the fire alarm, surely she can feel that the door's been opened. So but you have to kind of forgive it that, I suppose. Yeah, you do. Have I mean, to get in. I have no idea what it's like to be there. No, not So there's a few bits later on where she does use yeah. sort of vibrations to hear things and, and if he was because at one point he was properly pounding on the glass door yeah. so I, I don't you know. have to kind of forgive it that i suppose yeah, you there have was, to yeah it wasn't long after this that she put a coat on because she was cold yeah so i figure she kind of would have noticed that that door's open i yeah. think but i'm forgiving it that um yeah so he he lets himself in behind her and she's on the phone at this point and she? she's talking to her uh, friend max is it friend or sister not sure i got the impression they were sisters but it might be friend and but so they're doing facetime might have been a sister from another mister <laughs> could have been who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, they're kind of fa- they're FaceTiming because obviously Sarah can't talk on the phone. So they're, they're signing. Yeah. And the man comes in behind and takes the phone off the counter and leaves again. And Max catches a glimpse of something through the camera. Yeah. She says, oh, I saw something move behind just, you. What was that? I saw something move behind you. And Maddie just thinks, oh, it must be the cat. Yeah. She just blames the cat. And it's really creepy because you know he's in the house with her. Yeah. And then, but then he heads back outside, and she's going around. She's then going around opening all the doors, and because yeah. she's trying to find this cat, yeah. Um, and she's shaking the food bowl, and yeah, yeah. So it's a big house, and there's a lot of glass doors. So yeah, it's, it's an like, open plan, it's an open plan downstairs. Floor. Yeah. So there's glass, but screen doors, patio doors, whatever you want to call Windows, them. Windows, everything, all the way around, all the way around, way around the bottom floor. Yeah, and so cat doesn't come in. The cat doesn't come in. And she she gets a picture message, doesn't she? Yeah, so she's back down to carry on her writing. And uh, obviously her phone and her laptop are connected because they're Apple. And she gets a picture message from the phone to the laptop yeah. of herself. From her phone. 
from her so phone. Said, Maddie's phone. So this was quite neat. Used to, I just me gonna sound like a, an old man who doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking about here. I thought this was quite neat use of technology. Yeah, it was. It really wasn't. Clever. It wasn't lazy. No. To use your phone and your tech like this, it was actually used suspensefully. Yeah, and she'd she'd been using it like that as well. She'd yeah. flick between the phone and the laptop for different various things. So to have your and that visual to see your own phone's messaging you yeah. on your computer. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, I was, like that. It was good. And then the, when creepy. she opened the image, it was just a picture of her sitting where she's sitting now. Yeah. And then there was a few more of her coming, walking around the house, opening the doors and stuff. Yeah. And then the very last one is her looking at the picture of herself. And so she kind of slowly turns her head and she sees the man standing outside the door. She races to every other door and window yeah. in the house. They kind of race round the house. Round the house. So shooting. he's outside, she's yeah. inside. She gets to From everyone door first. door to door to door. Yeah, she gets to everyone first and manages to keep him outside. Yeah. He goes and turns the power off. Yeah, so the first thing she does, she goes back to the laptop. To try and... Uh, to call out. Yeah, she tries to call the police, didn't she? Yeah. And just as it's about to connect, the man throws a switch and the power goes off. So obviously her internet goes off. Yeah, and then he appears back at one of the windows. Yeah. And he scrapes the knife along the glass. Oh, yeah, that was horrible. Again, a horrible sound. Hor- horrible sound. And, yeah, basically leaves blood yeah, on, on the, the window. window. And then he slashes the car tyres. Yeah. So her car's parked outside. And so she can't get anywhere. She can't then. get anywhere. She can't get out of the house because he's outside. And she can't. If she could get out, she can't get anywhere anyway. It's a really good start of a slasher film isn't it this is this is right up there as as a first 15 minute yeah bro i was great yeah i agree i don't think we've seen much better for the first 15 minutes of the film you know as a, as so a, a setup, setup yeah it's right up there I'm, I'm all in yeah me too so he's outside she's inside glass door between them so she writes on one of the doors won't tell didn't see face boyfriend coming home She's basically saying, if you leave now, I'm going to do anything. Yep. Please leave me alone. And he walks up to the window. He reads that. And he kind of they're kind of staring at each other through the glass, aren't they, at this point? And he just lifts them, slowly lifts the mask off his yeah. face. So good. <laughs> and he put, and then he writes, does he write in the window? Or does no, he, no, he no, he's he talking, talks, isn't he? And she, and she can really reads him. And she's put, and he just says, now you've seen. Yeah. Oh, so and, good. And he I says, really enjoyed that bit. And he says, I'll come in when I want to come in. Yeah, he says, basically. I won't come in until you're begging for your life or yeah. something, doesn't when, he? When you're at your most scared. When, yeah. And he also says that he knows that she lives alone. Yeah. Because she was he was listening to the call with Max that she would make earlier when they were basically talking about why does she live alone. So, yeah, so Maddie retreats upstairs to the bedroom. Yeah. So she, on her way, she takes a knife out of the knife block and yeah. she picks a hammer up. Yeah, she finds a hammer under the sink. And uh, she goes up to the bedroom, she barricades the door, pulls the sort of chest of drawers in front of it. Yeah. And curls up in a ball, basically, yeah. crying because... She's in a horrible <laughs> she's situation. She's in a horrible situation. It's a horrible situation. And before long, there's a tapping on the window. Yeah, I don't think she's upstairs yet, is she? She's, de- she's still downstairs. Oh, she, she, I thought she was definitely in a bedroom, no? Yeah, she was in a bedroom, but it was downstairs. Okay. Because he wouldn't have been able to, he's not like 18 foot tall, he wouldn't have been able to tap on the window. Yeah, true. <laughs> but yeah, she was definitely downstairs. Um, but she, and obviously he, she can't hear him tapping on the window. No. But she can see the shadow. Yeah, so the curtain's slightly open, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so, so she can see the shadow of the... Yeah. I'm, I'm making a hand gesture, uh, but you can't see that. But yeah, basically tapping on the window. The camera kind of pans around that we can see what he's doing, and she stands up, and you get this reveal of him that he's actually using Sarah to tap on the window. Yeah. So he's got her body. So he's, he's gone He's gone full weekend at Burners yeah. with the body, and he's using her hand <laughs> to, to, tap to on knock the on the window. Really creepy. 
though Maddie gets the fuck out of there. Yeah, uh, yeah. She's in. She tries to unlock. She tries to set the alarm off on the car, doesn't she? So she gets back to the kitchen. She does next. Yeah. Yeah, and she's kind of. She's got the key fob. Yep. To her car. I'm doing hand gestures again, <laughs> and uh, she's pressing the button desperately, trying to set the alarm off on the car, because that'll attract people, and also attract him to where she wants him to be, so she can see where he is. But any car won't. And the go off alarm won't go house. off on the car. She's too far away. So she, she gets out. She goes outside. Well, no, she she doesn't properly. So no, she, she kind of opens the door and kind yeah, of leans, leans out. Yeah, yeah, leans out as far as she can. And eventually she does get the alarm off. Get the alarm off? <laughs> she sets the alarm off on the car and quickly shoots back inside the house and locks the door again. Yeah. And he kind of darts around to the front. She lo- lo- uh, legs it back to the bedroom. Yeah. And uh, opens the window. Yeah. And she's trying to get something out of... So Sarah's dead body is laying in front of the window. Yeah, it's on top of like a, like, a, yeah, uh, like a water tank or something. Something like, like, yeah, like, a like an outside storage box type. And, um, but she's trying not to get out all the way. And she, but she's trying to get something out of Sarah's yeah. jeans Jean, pocket. Jeans. And she hasn't managed to retrieve whatever it is by yeah. the time the man has <laughs> Gets back. switched the car alarm off yeah. and run back around. Yeah, he smashes the window, doesn't yeah. he? And pulls the cables out. Back around the other side of the house. Yeah. And he makes a grab for her because yeah. she's halfway out the window. Yeah. And she thwacks him in the arm with the hammer. She jabs him with the pointy end. Yeah. She kind of stabs him with the hammer. Yeah. It's one of those arrows with a pointy... Uh, arrows? It's got one of those hammers. Hammer. One of those hammers with a pointy end on. And she jabs that into his wrist. A claw hammer. A claw hammer. Is that what they're called? I think so. Oh, cool. And she jabs that into his wrist and stabs him. So he kind of freaks out and runs away at that point as well. And goes and straps himself up. He gets some tape from somewhere, doesn't he? And he kind of... He... No, he... um. He makes a uh, bandage from Sarah's shirt. Oh, okay, yeah. I thought he used tape. Maybe I'm imagining for No, this. he definitely uh, puts her shirt. Yeah. It. And he realises what she was looking for yeah. in Sarah's pocket. I wondered what she was doing, and I didn't get what she was going for either. Which was Sarah's phone. She was trying to get Sarah's phone. So, so he gets that. And he smashes it. Yeah. And at this point, I'm thinking, I wish you would kept that mask on. Cause I was, I was going to ask you about that later on. I, I really, really like the scene where he took it off. Because I thought that was really clever. Because you don't think see that. Should have been in... later on. Yeah, and you, but because you don't see that in slasher films, do you? It's the the bad guy's always got the mask and it's always on. And he took it off, and I was like, "Whoa, that's really good." Because now do you think it lost face. something because he was just a normal guy. Yeah, I, 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 I know he was always going to be a normal guy. It's not. There was never going to be anything like supernatural or anything yeah. like that. But I'm nitpicking. But yeah, t- I, yeah. But I had the same sort of thought. I'd. Ri- if it even if it had put it back on, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, it's I, just I that face done was that quite intimidating, and yeah. it kind of came off too early yeah. for me. But a nitpicking, it doesn't doesn't really matter. And so she goes, she heads outside, and he's kind of they're kind of stalking each other around the house, trying to find each other. Yeah. So the man is basically doing laps around the house, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's trying to see, you know, is there any way in? Just yeah. just checking the place out, isn't he? Yeah. And as he's around one one side of the house, Maddie gets out of one of the other doors. And yeah. sort of hides underneath the porch. Yeah, she's like a decking. Underneath the decking. Pork, de- pork, pork, pork decking. It's a pork decking. Like a porch decking. And she kind of, yeah, she hadn't, she's under there, but he doesn't realise that she's got out and she's under there. Pork decking where you just go <laughs> to sit to eat pigs. If that's the case, like I want to find some pork decking. Do love chopped. pig. Pig's like the best animal to eat. Sorry to all these vegans and vegetarians <laughs> out there, but pig, is, pig tastes amazing. So he doesn't know that she's out there and she kind of puts her hand up. And touches the planks, doesn't she, from underneath? Yeah. And she can feel the vibrations of his feet walking around yeah. on the deck. And then there's one point where he's like right above her. 
Yeah, I thought that was really good how she did that because that, that was what we were saying earlier about her feeling the vibration. She knew where he was just by the vibration she could feel through her hand. It was um, it was a bit of a strange bit though because it wasn't. Again, I am nitpicking. Yeah, I don't really understand. Like, it, it literally only existed to, to do that bit. to show you that she, I think it did. She was sensing through vibration. Yeah, her intention was to escape. I don't, I don't really understand why she went under there. To be honest, her intention was to escape. I think he kind of. St- she was closer than he, she thought, so she hid under there. Yeah. Because just after that, she legs him. Yeah. And she tries to escape. But, and he starts firing arrows off at her. Yeah. And missing. And, but then she, so she does a big circle and ends up back in the house. Yeah. If you're going to try and escape, you might as well go for it. That's yeah. what I was thinking. But she, get, she ends up back in the house. And she, this is the point where she goes upstairs. The first point where she's thought, oh, I'll go upstairs. And she actually gets out onto the roof. She, she sort of, yeah, sideways away along the roof. Yeah. And she's got a torch in her hand. Yeah. And she throws the torch into the wood. Did you see how far she threw that torch? Right. So I've got this <laughs> as a point. It was a decent throw. Yeah. It went nowhere near as far as it suddenly was in the, exactly. the next scene when the, it had landed. She absolutely, if she threw it like, as far as it landed... She's she, Mahomes this thing. She really had. She, she fucking... It flew and it, and it was miles away. And you could see in the distance, you could just see this torch light. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Oh, she's properly launched that. But then it might have been a perspective thing because he's instantly back. No, I think the geography was a bit, <laughs> I think a it bit was. questionable. Because she suddenly gets an arrow in the back of her leg. Yeah. So she? she's legged it the opposite way. Yeah. So it wasn't as far as it seemed because he, he'd gone to it, realised what had happened and came back in that short period of time. Well, I guess he wouldn't have to get that close to it to realise it's just a torch on the floor. No, I guess not. It was one of these big... Heavy duty, like mag light type yeah, thing. I don't reckon it? I could throw it that fast, but she absolutely launched. Um, yeah, so she gets this arrow in the back of her leg and she hits the deck on the roof and he loses sight of her. Yeah. So he thinks that she's gone down. He thinks he's got her. Yeah, so, so she's still on this this low roof. Yeah. He's done the. Like a trellis going up yeah, the side on of the, the floor, house. So he climbs, starts climbing, climbing the trellis. Because he thinks he took her down. Yeah. And. He's got her in the leg already. Yeah. He fires off another one just as he gets to the. And she matrixes it. Yeah, she does. Like properly, properly <laughs> matrixes. Yeah, like go, it, somehow it misses her, her legs, but yeah, she and it, it it the bolt fizzes past, past her the, nose yeah. again. Nitpicking. <laughs> Where did that superhuman? Yeah, that's what slashy films are all about, though, isn't it? There's always some sort of super superhuman strength. Other than that, this is fairly realistic. Yeah, you know, and that that's what gets it some of its points for me. It, it is pretty grounded. It doesn't get too stupid. Yeah, but as as so then as he gets to the roof. She's kind of waiting for him. Yeah, she sort of pounces up. She pounces on him. She grabs the crossbow off him yeah. and pushes him off the roof. And he goes flying, hits the deck. And she manages to get back inside and locks herself in. Just. Just. Because she's he... limping along. Yeah, and he manages to get back up. And she just manages to shut the window. So now she's locked inside with the crossbow. And he's kind of, she's one side of the glass. He's the other side of the glass. And he's, they're kind of staring at each other. <laughs> I was like, the crossbow would go through the glass. Yeah. If you shot it. And so, she didn't know how to load it. And she it. didn't know how to load it, which is evident later on. But at that point, I was like, why don't you just shoot him through the glass? So she kind of heads to the bathroom then at that point, don't she? Because she needs to sort her leg out because her leg's all messed up. Yeah, so she sort of patches herself up. Yeah. And cleans the wound. Tries to, And she examines the crossbow a little bit, gives that a look over. So I've suddenly got flashbacks to um, what keeps you alive. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> it's the same scene. It's exactly the same scene, I thought that. The injured lady is... Patching herself, herself up in the bathroom. We've seen this is the second film out of five where women get mangled. <laughs> and she kind of examines the crossbow while she's sitting there and she sees some like tally marks on the yeah, side. Yeah, it's got a tally on it. It has. And uh, that's obviously how many people 
we're going to assume women that he's killed with his, this crossbow. Yeah. So did, she, did you notice how many people, how many marks were on it? I did. There's the, 13, 13 marks on it. Yeah. yeah. So she's killed 13 people. Yeah. Well, he's killed 13 people. She hasn't killed any people. And so she then starts to try and load it, um, but she can't. No. And, she doesn't really know how. And she keeps whacking herself with it. Yeah, and she, she can't, she hasn't got at this stage or... Yeah, whether she hasn't got the strength or she has not got the knack, it doesn't really matter. You need quite a lot of strength yeah. to load a crossbow. Um, all the technique, but she can't. She can't pull the yeah you have wire to pull back the, and bow, the bowstring back again. I quite like yeah the realism there because yeah, most normally in a film like this, you I would, think that's what would happen if I suddenly yeah, had to try exactly and the, load exactly the crossbow heavy duty thing like that. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't suddenly a revenge thing where. Oh, I've got the crossbow I've been, now. I'm I've gonna... been shot in the leg, but I've got a crossbow. I'm going to tool up and... Yeah. You know. Most slasher films like this, would that would be the case. Yeah. But I really like the fact that she just couldn't do it. And there's loads of scenes now going forward of her failing to load this crossbow. It happens about four or five times. Yeah. And she tries to... She's persistent because she must be trying to load it for a long time. Yeah. Because all the way through this next couple of scenes, she's still inside doing that. Yeah. So someone else turns up. Yeah, a man starts knocking on the door. And, not the man, a different <laughs> a man. A different man. <laughs> this one's got a name. This John. one's called John. And he is Sarah's boyfriend. Yeah. This I really liked as well because they set up earlier that Maddie's boyfriend was on the scene. Sarah. So, no, Maddie's boyfriend. Oh, right. Okay. They set up earlier because he was calling her and oh, yeah, trying yeah, to get hold yeah. of her. So you, that makes you think, well, at some point he's going to turn up and he's going to be the guy that saves the day. And then Sarah's boyfriend turns up. Which and I like also, that. It was a nice little... But they'd also mentioned, Sarah said, I've got to get back. Yeah. Because my, my boyfriend's coming back. He had been mentioned, but the setup was that this Craig guy was going to turn up. Yeah. And then John turns up. And I, yeah, I but like that's that. fine. I but I nice like the fact that they this John almost, he already existed. Yeah. So just by putting that line in at the start, you're kind of building... You kind of knew straight away who A bit was. of faith and a bit of... It's just everything makes sense. Yeah. Nothing is just... Stupid. He's not just turned up. And oh, they've not gone down the easy option mentioned. of, oh, here's Maddie's boyfriend, he's turned up because she didn't yeah. answer the phone. But I, it's yeah. just little touches like that, but it... It does it makes a difference. It just makes that flow and it's, it's yeah, yeah, I so appreciate that. He's So he's knocking on the door, he's calling out for Maddie and Sarah. He doesn't know, he basically doesn't know where Sarah is, no. that's all he's come around. But obviously Maddie can't hear that. She's, she's deaf, because she's still deaf. <laughs> trying to load the crossbow. And she's still and deaf. She's deaf. But the man can, the bad man. <laughs> and so he comes round the side of the house with a torch and he pretends to be a cop. Yeah, who's been assaulted. Yeah, so he's like... And he's lost his badge and his gun. And yeah, I thought it was really clever. It was really To nice... start with, it unraveled pretty quickly. It did unravel story. pretty quickly, but it was a nice... like When he first did it, I was like, oh, that's really good. I like that. That's clever. Because now he's See, he comes burst around the corner. He's like, get down, get down. Whoa. Yeah, who are you? What's what's going on? Yeah. Have you got do. ID, ID? Yeah, so he gets John's ID and that's how we find out his name. And they have a conversation and it, like you said, it does kind of unravel quite quickly. I can't remember what happens. Uh, so obviously John's sus- suspicious anyway. Yeah. And he, he starts to think, well, why you not got a uniform on? Yeah. Where's your car? And you're saying you're here because someone's called it in. Yeah. But where's your car? Where's... Maddie can't call it in. She can't why are you dressed like that? Why are you... Yeah. You know. And the man says something specifically that puts John off. He says, first he says something like, oh, maybe Maddie called it in. Yes. And but John's, John's like, like, well, Maddie can't have called it in. She's deaf and mute. Deaf so. And mute so that's not that true. And then, then he says, or well, maybe your girlfriend called it in, doesn't it? I can't remember yeah. how it comes about, but John twigs straight away, almost straight away that this isn't real. And he grabs a rock. He's pretty stacked, isn't he? He's massive. <laughs> he's a he's, huge he's, guy. He's a, like, a jock. He's well built. Yeah. Uh, and he, he says to the man, oh, I, you know, if we need to get in, I'm pretty sure there's a uh, spare front door key under that plant pot. Yeah. Which is obviously a re- yeah. 
But um, as the man turns around to have a look, yeah, as you say, John grabs a pretty handily sized rock. rock. And he's just about to clock him with it. And suddenly Maddie knocks on the door. Like properly banging, banging on, on the, the door. And on says, like, get away from him, get away. Well, implies get away from him, get away. And just as then John turns around, he gets he's stabbed in the neck. Yeah. And bleeds out. It happened really quickly, but it was a really intense scene, yeah. I thought. It was really creepy and intense. Stabs him in the neck and then slashes the yeah. back of his foot. Yeah. That was horrible as well. I don't like it when feet get attacked. No. But they, they, John has enough strength in him to get into a bit of a scuffle still. Yeah, so the man is kind of, oh, you know, you're bigger than me. I never would win this fight, yeah. really. So he's sort of talking. He's, he's, you know, this is the first time you really see his kind of ego, isn't it? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm cleverer than you. I've taught you down. I've taught you down. And then John suddenly has a last burst of strength, doesn't yeah. he? And gets him in like a chokehold. Yeah. And he starts choking him out. And just as he's about to choke out, he bleed. John bleeds out. Yeah. So the man gets away. Gets away of it again. I remember what happened. Sorry, I know we're going a bit out of order. Go on. So when, because the man asks John to borrow his phone. Yes. To call in. Yeah. And as he hands his phone back, Sarah's earring falls out. That's right. That is exactly onto the right. um, decking. Yeah. And the man puts John's phone in his pocket as well. Yeah. Well done. Good memory. Yeah. So John's dead now. Sarah's dead. So Maddie tries to. She tries to make a run for it again, doesn't she? And she gets her head caved in. Yeah. By this, by the man, the man yeah. catches her and just beats her up and kills her. Yeah, but this isn't isn't happening. So she's having kind of a vision. It's a fake. So this is where she murder. starts to see the different endings. Yeah. So she's got like an inner narrative going on, and she's she's playing out ending one. Yeah. Which was that you can't run because you've been shot in the leg. Because <laughs> you've been shot in the leg, and this man's going to catch it. So the voice is the voice in her head starts to talk to her at this point, and she gives a. Because she says earlier in the film that the voice that she hears in her head is her mum's voice. Yeah. But it's her... Yeah, because Sarah says to her, uh, when they first meet earlier, she says, what does your voice in your head sound like? Yeah. And Maddie sounds back to her, oh, it sounds like my mum. Yeah. Because she says, oh, is, does your voice sound like a little girl? Because you lost it when you were yeah, 13. Yeah, you've not had an adult voice. And she says, she's, that's, yeah. She yeah. says, no, it sounds like my mum. But this person talking to her at this point is herself. Yeah. So there's two of her in the scene. Yeah. This voice basically says, these are all the options. And they all end up with you dead. Yeah. You can't run. You can't run. You can't you hide. Can't hide. Because you'll you... bleed out. You can't use the bow. So you can't get outside to turn the power on. Yeah. He'll find you. Yeah. So the the line is you can't run. You can't hide. You can't wait. What does what does what option does that lead? And but so meanwhile outside the man's also having his own little debate about whether to go in or wait until she's lost more blood. So because he said earlier on he's not going to go in until she's begging for her life. He yeah. wants he's toying with her, basically, is all he's doing. He could have gone into that house at any point and killed him. But he was Toying with it. He's like a cat playing with a mouse. Yeah, and so he's having this debate now whether it's time to go in and finish her off or does he wait until she's lost more blood and she's a bit weakened. And the cat walks past him Yep. at this point. So he grabs the cat and does he catch the cat's name? Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> Sarah, uh, Maddie doesn't like the cat. No. <laughs> but she's got this cat that's called Bitch. It's even written on its collar. I've, I really enjoyed that. I thought it was quite clever. And uh, it, just as he's about to kill the cat, he gets an arrow in the shoulder. Yeah, so he basically says... Oh, you're the, you're the, you know, hello, cat. Yeah. Hello, cat. <laughs> yeah. That's how everybody talks to cat. You know, do you want, do you want to go back to your mummy or whatever, yeah. your owner? Uh, she'll see you when I string you up, basically. Yeah. You know, this cat very nearly made it on doesthedogdie.com, I think. <laughs> I nearly did have to look that up, yeah. Yeah, but then he gets an arrow in the shoulder or a bolt in the shoulder. He does. She has managed she's, to load she's, this she's crossbow. Somehow managed to load the crossbow after 20 minutes. And take a great shot. Yeah. It hits him right in the shoulder. So, so she's obviously outside at that point. So he runs towards her. Yeah. And so there's a bit of a chase going on. And she manages to get inside just. 
but he grabs her hand and traps it in the door. So her hand's on the outside of the sliding door. And he grabs the other side of the sliding door and he whammoes it shut. Yeah, and then he stamps on it. And again, the sound, yeah. crunch, crunch, snap. The, even the visual at that point, because her hand is mangled. Her fingers are all bent and broken the it's wrong nasty. way. He destroys that hand of hers. <laughs> Completely destroys it. It was horrible. And do, do you know what really freaked me out and I think really added to it? She's screaming. Yeah. Because there's no sound. Yeah. But you can't hear her screaming. It's really clever. Yeah, it was terrifying. It was. It was, it was really terrifying. Yeah. And the way that... It was, it was just the visual of that hand is just... Ugh, horrible. So they have a bit of a stare down through the door, don't they, at this point? And he tells her he's coming in. So she jabs her finger into her leg. Yeah. And writes on the door... In her own blood. In her own blood. Do it, coward. I thought I really like that as well. <laughs> it's like, there's so many little... Head, head nice into the showdown. Yeah, so we're coming up to the finale, or the end of the film. So he kind of... She she kind of calls his bluff and he kind of walks away, doesn't he? Because yeah. then she runs back to her mat at that point and he, she writes a description on at the end of her book. Yeah, on, her, the end of her on one of her endings. Yeah. And it was basically like a description of what he looked like and then it was like a goodbye letter to her mum and her sister, wasn't it? Yeah, so because he's got a, quite a distinctive tattoo on his neck. Yeah, so she describes that. Uh, and then she puts, I love you, mum and dad. I died fighting. Yeah. But as she's doing this, he's he's got a crowbar. Yeah from either the car or from outside, and he is trying to smash through the door. Yeah. Which you can see, again, over her shoulder, as it sort of spider webbing into the glass. Yeah. Um, but you can't hear it. No. Again, it's just... It's, it's really clever. Just well done. Really well done. Just me- messing with your perceptions of what you expect to hear and what yeah. you don't. It really, just really well, well done. done. Um, so she heads back to the bathroom, because she figures that's probably the most securest room in the house. Securest? The most secure room in the house. And she just sits looking at the door. So she's got her back to the bath. Yeah. And she's looking at the door. With a knife. With a knife held out in front she of her. She is woozy. Yeah. So she is starting to go in and out yeah. of consciousness. Yeah. So she's got this knife in her hand. She's looking at the door. And then we're kind of looking at her. Yeah. And you can see a shadow drop down behind her. And he, so he must have got in through a window. Again, I'm nitpicking. How the hell's he got in? I don't know. <laughs> a hole in the roof. Uh, I don't know, a skylight above the bath. You somehow... don't traditionally have very big windows in a bathroom. No, you don't. That's true. I don't know how he's got in. He managed to get in behind her and into the bath yeah. that she's waiting in. So this was just totally done for yeah. artistic license and the, the scare. It doesn't show you where he comes from. It's no. just, it just, but he drops down behind her and he starts talking. And he, but obviously she can't hear. So he's talking about what he's going to do to her and that sort of thing. He is, yeah. And he breathe does he laugh or he breathes out or something he, yeah basically he finishes his sentence and whether he laughs or he, he yeah he just he exhales yeah and, it, and she, she feels, feels it on the back of his her neck. breath on the back of her neck and so then you get a slow motion shot of her turning the knife around in her hand again it's a bit matrixy it's very it? matrix so, so he's mid swing to stab her yeah from behind and she kind of flips, flips the knife around no there's a knife flowing throwing move so she's suddenly got the got the hilt but the blade's facing backwards and she spins and jabs him in the side of the leg with it yeah so he screams right in the the thigh yeah going for that femoral artery yeah so he screams out at that point she had she runs and heads to the kitchen and but when she gets there she's kind of done she she collapses she she passes out in the kitchen they the next thing you see is him his face kind of looming over very slowly because he's got this massive knife in his leg (laughs) yeah is sort of heading down the stairs into the kitchen. Yeah. And 
she, he puts his face right up close to her and she sprays him in the face with something. Wasp killer. Was it wasp, wasp killer? I couldn't catch wasp what it was. And hornet killer. Right. And she sprays him right in the face with it. And as she's doing that, she jams the batteries back into the fire alarm that she took out yep. earlier. The mega alarm. The mega alarm. So that starts going off again. The strobe lights going again. Yeah, right He's in his face. He's screaming. This, he again, the not... sound is crazy. Yeah. So we've she, gone from all this silence. So, yeah, to all yeah, of a sudden, suddenly, it's a crescendo of noise. Yeah, he's screaming. Like you say, this uber alarm's going the off. He doesn't know what's lights flashing in his happening. face, and he yeah. hasn't got a clue what's going on. Because he's losing blood as well now. It's it's crazy. And they, they end up having a bit of a scuffle on the floor. Yeah. And he chokes her. He's got his hands around her throat. So they're both injured, but he uh, the man is obviously, he's still in a much better way. Yeah. Because he's not been losing blood for as long. No. And like as we say, Maddie's been on the verge of passing out for the last for few minutes. Quite a while now. And he's got his hands around her throat. And you can see on the floor there's a corkscrew. Yeah. But it's just out of her reach. So she can't reach it. And there's this scuffle going on. And just as she's about, she's literally on her last breath. So, so again, the sound changes, doesn't it? Yeah. So he's choking her. And you can hear her heartbeat. Yeah. And it's, obviously, it's racing because she's in this horrible situation. And it starts to slow down. Yeah. Slow down. Right down. Slow right down. As a life. A life is literally flashing yeah, before you her get, eyes. You get images of her as a kid and then as a teenager and yeah. things like that happening. And Do you think that really happened? I don't know. That's the rumour. Yeah. I don't ever want to find out. No, me neither. <laughs> anyway. But I'm sure we will one day. Um, well, That's a bit morbid. It's inevitable. <laughs> anyway, so... She manages to just grasp the corkscrew. She grabs hold of the corkscrew at the very last second and jabs it into his neck. Through. Through his neck, pretty much, doesn't it? It goes right through. And she yanks it back out. Yeah. Pulls all this gristle out with it. Blood is pissing everywhere. Everywhere. And he goes down. He's done. He's got him. And that's kind of the end of the film. She gets her phone back at that point because that's in his pocket still. Yeah, so she managed to reach over because yeah. they're lying next to each other. Yeah. Gets her phone out of his pocket. Dials 911. And then she passes out again. But then in the next scene, she's up and again. She's up and again? She's up and about again. And she goes... It's kind of first light, isn't it? Starting to break through a little bit. Yeah, and she kind of heads out onto the deck and sits down on the step. Is that your stomach? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if I have... You're hungry? Yeah, no, not really. (laughs) I'll give you some food if you want. (laughs) It's fine. Um, I've already given you some food. You had some food before you even walked (laughs) in the door. Yeah, yeah, she kind of heads out onto the deck and she sits down. As you can see, these blue flashing lights and sirens going off in the distance. As the police are coming up towards her. A cat comes and sits next to yeah. her. Yeah, and then this little smile breaks out on her face. And you film it. Yeah. That's the end. What did you think? I loved it. It was right on my street. It's exactly what I want from one of these films. It's really weird. It's like a... You know these good old-fashioned slasher films? Like, you've got the Halloween films and the Friday the 13th films and those sort of things. It's right up there with that sort of style. But it isn't a slasher film. There's a slasher guy in it. But there's only two deaths in the whole film. Yeah. And it's really, really clever. I thought it was a really nice take on a slasher film, modern day slasher. Do you know what I liked it? No, I liked Tell it. Tell me, <laughs> I liked it because I didn't think it was that clever. So it, the gimmick was the whole death thing was clever. That's what I mean. Yeah, it was like um, it was a slasher film with an extra gimmick, which but you it wasn't too clever. It knew what it was. Yeah, and it stuck to it and religiously. It, yeah, exactly. And it it executed that gimmick, the death gimmick, and the sounds really well. But it knew what it was and it kept to just the right amount of time. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't it need to be really any longer. It's a really you, short film. So you remember when we talked about um in the second episode of this series when we talked about what keeps you alive. And we really like that film. Yeah, we did. Because it's a really good film. It is a really good film. But my my negative on that film was I thought it would have been what would have pushed it 
to the next level would have been if it was 10 minutes shorter. Yes. This was that film. And it ended when it should have ended. Yeah. And it knew when to end. And it was realistic. You know, it was a brief scuffle and she finished him off. It wasn't, oh, suddenly he's back. Yeah. You know, they've turned into, either she's turned into a superhuman to take him down. Yeah, you didn't get Or he's that. superhuman that you've got to finish him up. It was realistic. It was grounded within its own rules. Yeah. And that I just appreciate that. You know, Couldn't what keeps you alive, it had about three ending. Yeah. I thought this might that might happen with this film, especially when it was hinting that she's got all these <laughs> endings. Got all these endings. But it didn't. It, it gave it you a hint of what they might be and then didn't do them. It just it knew where it was going and it went there. Yeah. I, th- I think it's really good. I, I do have a challenge for you, though. Go on. You know, we were on this, like, side quest to find... Yeah. One of our side quests. Although we always want to find hidden gems. Yeah. We've not really seen a good horror film yet. No, this was what we were saying, weren't it? We want to find a really good horror film. Is this a horror film? Yeah. I you genuinely think, think this is. is a horror yeah. film. I think it is. Because it's think still is... more thrillery, isn't it? It is a thriller, but there are people out there who will be scared of this film. Yeah. And I didn't make me, it didn't scare me, but this, it's going to take a lot. I've seen a lot of horror films and a lot of films like this. Uh, Why but... I like this as well, it wasn't a jump. I don't think there was, was there even a jump scare in it? No. I can't recall. That I don't think so. It was it all didn't about... need to rely on jump scares. No, no. So it was, it was about the atmosphere and, and it was yeah. about the tension. The sound design is exquisite. The, yeah. You cannot get over to you how good the sound is all the way from from the very first scene to the very last. And you can hear the sirens coming off in the... And she obviously can't hear them. She can just see the trees starting to light up. Like, oh, I loved it. I thought it was such a really well-made film. Yeah, it was it, very good. If this is a, a sign of what Doctor Sleep's going to be, I'm really excited for tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> The, we've not really mentioned it either, but all the performances in this were really good. Yeah, they were. The guy who played the man was really intimidating. And to, to if you look at him in things like the newsroom, he isn't a big guy. He's not an intimidating guy. Yeah, I thought he was really good. Even though, even really a good. big John who was only in it for sort of yeah. three or four minutes, it was, it was really good. <laughs> There's literally four people and one person on a video call and, in the whole film. As you say, Katie Siegel who played the Maddie, the lead role. She was amazing. She is really good. She's really She's good at really game good as well. Gerald's Game is a very... I'm going to go on to Gerald's Game. That's a very similar style of film in that it's a woman on her own who is in a situation, in a situation that is horrible. And it's, it's the same... You've got to compare them to each other. And she's brilliant in both. Really good in both. Can't say enough good things about this. I really enjoyed it. Where it's one of the best things we've seen over both series, obviously. Agreed. Before we get onto the stream table, do you want to do the trivia section? Yeah, sure. Do you want to go first or should I go first? Uh, who went first last week? Can't remember. Me neither. I'll go first. Go on. What? I was going to say, I think we've probably both got the same question. Well, it's not we'll happened see. yet. So no, we'll, see. we'll see. Can you tell me what was the mate of Maddie's car? Oh, no, we haven't both got the same question. Okay. Um, it was, was parked out of the front of the house for the whole film <laughs> and it, was in it multiple times. It was in it multiple It was silver. So that's a colour, yeah? It was a colour. It was quite big. It was like a station wagon type thing. Trying to think back. I can't tell you. It's going to be a guess. Go for it. Is it a, a Volvo? Oh, that's close. I thought you were going to get it then. <laughs> it was Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Damn it. Damn it. So it's still 2-1 to me. Yeah. But you've got a chance to pull level here. Wow. If you can tell me. Pressure. The name of the book that Maddie lent to Sarah. You know what? I can't. <laughs> and I had two questions, but you gave one away during the episode. I thought I did. <laughs> I thought you gave me a dirty look about the... <laughs> The so luckily, I'd re- look, yeah, about the, how many tally marks are on the I'd crossbow. have known that. Yeah, but you give it, you give it away to yourself. <laughs> I was, I was. This was always my first choice, but that was my backup question. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, was it Home Alone Three? <laughs> no, it was called Midnight Mass. Ah, no. 
did not pick that up at all. Cool. So it's still 2-1 to me on this, out of what's this episode six? Yes. Or out of the six episodes so far, it's 2-1 to me. Okay. We're still close. You've still got plenty of time to come back. Yeah. I can't believe we're six episodes into season two already. It's going so far. That brings us to the stream table. So this needs to be put in. Shall I run through down what we've got? Yep. Run through down. Go run for through it. down what I've got. So bottom of the stream so far is the clapper, uh, number five. Yep. Then Emo the Musical. Right. Then Michael Inside. Then Handsome and Netflix Mystery Movies at number two. And currently What Keeps You Alive is at number one. So we need to now place into that table, hush. Yeah. Where what we're thinking. What is, what's your initial thought? Uh my 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 debate is is it one or two? I agree. It is it is a straight fight between two very similar films. What keeps you alive and hush? Um, I d- and I'll tell you what uh, my debate is is yeah. what keeps you alive was more surprising. Yeah, and it was it had the twists and turns. Yeah, that you didn't see coming. So that has that going for it. This wasn't necessarily as an, as original, but that's not a bad thing. And it, like I said, it knew what it was, yeah. and it did it really well. Agreed. I, I think I'd give this the edge. I think you're right. I think I would as well. It's really close between the two of them, but I think Hush is just slightly better. It's a better, more well-rounded film. Yeah. It's really close, though. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd go with that. We've got a new number one. Yeah. Excellent. So Hush goes in at number one, pushes what keeps you alive to number two. But they're both really good films. If you've not seen either of them, go and watch them. Both of them would have been um, would have been right up there. In season one as well. With the season one, they I would, would say. They really would. They would have been like third or fourth, probably. They would have been up there, yeah. Excellent. So do you want to pick next week's film? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let me find the app. Before I press the button, yeah. please remember that you have a wild card. Oh, of course. So we haven't mentioned these for a few weeks now, but we both have in the bank a one wild card. We do. Where we can, after a film has been selected by the randomizer, we can veto that and choose a film that we want to watch ourselves. So just remember you've got that in your locker if you need it. Will do. <laughs> new, new for season two, that one. Yeah. We've, neither of us have, we've got one each for the whole season. Yeah. And neither of us have used it as of yet. So I'm going to press the button now. Go for it. It's picked a film called Buster's Malheart. Okay. Let me just find it on IMDb. Bear with me a second. Buster's Malheart is a drama mystery thriller from 2016. Love a drama mystery thriller. A drama mystery thriller. Um, do you want to hear the synopsis? Yes, please. It says, A family man's chance encounter with a conspiracy-obsessed drifter leaves him on the run from the police and an impending event known as the Inversion. Ooh. Stars Rami Malik. Oh, he's famous. He's very famous. And DJ Quayle. Oh, I love DJ Quayle. I love DJ Quayle. He's amazing. Is Rami Malik an Oscar winner? Yeah. Or did he not win? He did win. Did he win last year? This year? Yeah. Yes. He's our second Oscar winner. Second Oscar winner. Behind? Cage. Nicolas Cage. Talking of Nicolas Cage, have you heard this new film that he's signed up for today? No, what? It's a film called Wally's Wonderland. I'm in. <laughs> I don't need to know any more. No, I do need to know more. Tell me what it's about. Obviously, this is completely going off topic. No, we need fine. to get back to Buster's Malheart. But Wally's Wonderland is about a man who gets a job at a condemned Wonderland. And the, the, the mundane tasks suddenly become an all-out fight for survival against wave after wave of demonic animatronic. Fantastic. Fists fly, kicks land, titans clash, and only one side will make it out alive. It's Nick Cage doing stupid Westworld. Yes, it's exactly what it is. 
great. I need to talk to the guys at Cage Kiss about it because they must be well excited. Yeah. So we've spoken about the guys at Cage Kiss before. They're a part of the Pod Nation and they do a podcast every week on Nicolas Cage film. Yeah. So they must be well excited for Wally's Wonderland because I really... The way... Cage... It doesn't have a date yet of when it's coming out. No, it's but just... the, the number of films Nicolas Cage makes, they're not running out of material anytime no, soon. No, they are certainly not. Anyway, back to the topic in hand. Buster's Malheart, do you want to watch the trailer? Yes, please. Jonah, I need to see you in my office. In a minute. I worked nights for five years. You'll adjust. When the great inversion occurs, the spin of the universe will be reversed upon itself, creating a new big bang. That looks interesting. Looks trippy. I'm looking forward to that one. I just make sure there's enough pages left in my notebook. <laughs> Get a new one. Treat I, yourself. Yeah, I may, may have to. <laughs> cool, yeah. Go out and watch Buster's Malheart by this time next week and we'll be back then to talk about it. Sure will. Cheers. Bye. Bye. Bye.